looking for a judgment-free zone? Are you looking for a host that's an open book? Do you want to discuss the things that we all face in real life with a heavy dash of motivation? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Let Me Touch You podcast. Let's get started. Here's your host, Barbie. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another week with your favorite Virgo and your two favorite Leos. My buddies, Styles and Jay. Say what up. Probably What's need going to um, pre-record the intro as well. What? <laughs> Hit him with the hey, y'all. Hey. No. I thought you really did. I was going to say, what? He pre-recorded the year. So, guys, we're getting closer and closer to the ending of the book. I'm hoping you guys, when I say you guys, I mean the listeners, have, you know, learned a couple of things, have adapted these things that we've been trying to teach you guys into your day-to-day lives. And if, you know, you've changed in any way and it's helped you, reach out to us, let us know. We are more than happy to hear it. Let's connect. Now it's time to connect. Let's connect. Okay, we have another written clip this week. Hopefully for the next couple episodes, we have some people that are not too shy. But I'm grateful for these. So, this week's submission is, I've noticed that my girlfriend tapped into our savings to buy gifts for both of our families. She spent a little way too much, more than we can afford, without running it by me. How can I have this conversation with her without it leading into an argument? Gentlemen. Wow. Yeah, that almost triggered me. That almost triggered me. I went through that. Um... (laughs) There's only, you know, you want to be nice. <laughs> you want to be polite. You want to catch her when she's not busy. So you, it's best to set aside a time and say, hey, I have something important I'd like to discuss with you. You know, when's a good time? Because you want her full attention. You want some eye contact, some positive body language, all of that good stuff, right? And, and you have to be, you know, kind and patient and say, hey, I noticed that such and such happened. And it's kind of got us in a bad space, you know. You didn't really talk to me about it. Maybe if you had, I could have let you know where things stood or whatever. You know, I don't know the situation fully, but you express mm-hmm. you express it as calmly <laughs> and as kindly as you possibly can. And hopefully, you know, she's someone who will understand and someone who will explain, or I don't like to use the term explain, but be able to con- to, to converse with you and tell you, what the scenario was because you never know she may have a plan in place to replace the money or something so you know you have to get all the facts first yeah maybe yeah I didn't think of that little aspect of it Styles alright so I guess we're gonna have to role play for this one so Bob since you passed yourself around last episode I'm gonna pass you around <laughs> this episode 
So Bob, you and I together, and uh, you did. You know, you went out. You went out. Basically, tapped into the funds. I guess we had a mutual card or account, and you did your thing. Mm-hmm. And I seen it. And I'm pissed off. I'm big mad. So I'm like, yo, Bob, check it out. Um, I was thinking that I'm gonna trade my car in, right? And I wanted to get a Tesla, but not the you know the starter kit Tesla. I need the middle joint right there. And I'm I'm thinking about doing that for Christmas. What's your response, Bob? Knowing we don't have any money, we can't afford that right now. No, you sure is that's that move? no, that's fine. We we can't. So which leads me into another thing. Um, that account. You went shopping for the family. Guess what? We can't afford it. Now, you don't really have a rebuttal because I just tied your hands up, you know, behind your back and just beat your face in because you have nothing for me right now. Nothing. Which means that you were thinking when I asked for it, but you weren't thinking when you were actually trying to put smiles on people's faces outside of our door. So, with that said, somebody's gifts got to go back. Or gifts with an S because we need our bread. And that's how you have the that's how you have the conversation, ladies and gentlemen. I don't. Well, you got to know your partner because that right there, you doing it that way, can lead to an argument. See, estrogen. That's all that is. It has nothing to. It's like void of logic. Only estrogen. But okay, I don't have to know my partner because two and two is four. I don't give a fuck if you ask somebody Chinese. I don't care if you ask somebody Vietnamese. I don't care if you ask Ethiopian. It's always approaches everything though. It's always he's trying to avoid. He's trying to avoid. I just told you how. You just you got to make her see the light. Ask her for some expensive shit. Get her to already admit that what you're asking for is too much fucking money. And then get her to look at the predicament that we're in. We don't have the money to get it. So why would you think that we have the money to get that? There's no argument. And she's outside, gonna, she's going to say she just might hit you with the that's completely different. Uh, no, it's absolutely. Christmas. She would she would have to. But again, like I said, void of logic and only estrogen. But that's cool, though. I'm with it because out, outside of you know me, I can't deal with dumb shit like that. <laughs> that shit is fucking stupid. Please don't fix your faces. Yes, Mr. Christian. Go ahead, Jay. So what if when you ask her that or when you say that and say, I want to get the Tesla, she says, well, we can't afford it. And I've already spent way too much on Christmas. Well, then I have to she, she backed me into the corner and I have to ask her in order of importance whose gifts are going back because you're not leaving me out. Like, how do you how are we taking care of everything outside of our door? You know, what I mean, that's like me saying that I went out and I splurged on my family. And I didn't get you anything. Or what you want, I can't get you because I spent all the bread on them. Bob, you going you yeah, going for that? No, of course not. What no. she did was really messed up. Um, but I think approaches everything because, of course, he's trying to avoid the uh, argument between them two. So, in my opinion, me as a female, and obviously she's in the Christmas spirit. She wants to make everyone happy because she's feeling happy at the moment. The correct way would be the way Jay said it, you know, tell her that you want to speak to her, even though that can trigger some people. Like I said, know your partner, because some people you tell them we have to talk. It's like what we got to talk about. And they going crazy all day. So just figure out a good time to sit down, speak to her and let her know that this is something that you would prefer for her not to do. And if it's something that she's done before, tapped into savings without asking you for permission and you allowed it before, and now you're trying to put a stop to it because 
she spend a little more than you would like, she might bring that up too. Like, you never said nothing to me before when I tapped into the savings. Why now? You, you, he asked, how is he supposed to approach it? You keep telling him you're putting blocks in front of him. How's he supposed to no, approach it? No, I'm just you? giving him, I'm just telling him different things. Like, if you've allowed it before, watch how you approach it this time because all the other times you never said shit. So she's going to give you some little backlash now. Bob, can you give that man some advice instead of telling him what he's in store for? Because he knows he's in store for an argument. What's the, the advice? The advice is, like I said, and I'll repeat it, approach it the way Jay said to approach it. That's not what you said. That way. You said watch I how did. you approach it. Now you're saying, all right, go ahead. I got you. You watching football? Guys? I should be. Shut up. <laughs> so, yeah. You know your partner. Find the right time to talk about it. Don't be sarcastic like Styles was advising My you. My God, to. check it out. It's not even about being sarcastic, right? You have to enter the conversation emotionless because already you taking an L because you're dealing with estrogen. And she thought that that was the right thing to do to begin with, all right? So that's what's stacked up against you. I don't know what Bob is trying to tell you to do because she was like, he called in for an advice, so check it out. My guy, just back into the conversation with your back facing her. No, listen, get her to see the logic in it without breaking the shit down like she's a third grader. You know what I mean? Don't do that. Just tell, just ask for I something expensive. I don't give a fuck if it's a piece of jewelry, you know, a really expensive shirt or whatever. She's going to, something that you know she's going to say no to. And you know that she's going to, You. I mean, come on, man. This is chess, not checkers. All right, That's anyway. the manly way to do it. It's the, so it's it's the right you. way. You could, Why does it have to be gender-based? Listen, you could choose the manly way to do it or the Barbie way to do it. I like, I like the how Barbie she's, way, the she's Jane not way even, to do it. she's not... Which was what? Yours is like extra manly. How was that extra manly? Matter of fact, this is what we're going to do, right? Because it's a matter of opinion. You know, you have a very loyal audience base. And what they can do. Sorry, my Uber Eats just arrived. But what you... is motherfucker <laughs> ringing the bell like it's the fucking cops and shit. Hold on. <laughs> anyway, do what Jay says. Thank you. Heart to heart. It's time for the main topic. Let's have a heart to heart. That's all I wanted him to do. Agree with what I was saying. Why he was making it so hard. Are we still here? I, I walked away. No, I, I heard I, the segment yeah. on my, my headphones. I knew we jumped to another segment. Then I sat down. I felt like I went back in time. <laughs> See? And what's the all right, what all can right, we call this guy, it. Jimmy? We're gonna call this guy Jimmy? Because I need to call him something. I can't just be like this guy. Yes, Jimmy. All right, Jimmy. This is what you do. Whenever Bob opens her mouth, just go completely tone deaf. Because I don't know what she's trying to get you into, brother. You're gonna be sleeping <laughs> on a couch. That's what you're gonna be sleeping on. I try not to have an argument, and guess what? I got kicked out. Styles made me have an argument. How? Okay. The, so how? you know what, people. Give us your opinion. That's where I was going. Would you take Styles' approach or would you take my approach? Let us know. We want to know. We're going to put up a poll on it and see. We need to put Not a even poll my. Up. I keep taking the credit for it. Not my approach. Jay's approach. I just second. Jay's Jay like, knows. I didn't say nothing of the Jay sort. Jay was like, I didn't really say it like that, but okay. No, I mean. <laughs> <dang>. <laughs> <laughs> I just remixed it in a girly way, what you were saying. That's cool. Yeah, to a degree. But nice. 
No, I mean, I think we have uh, a very similar opinion. Yeah. Okay, good. See, there you go. I will wear your styles way. Okay, so this week we're going to be discussing an attachment guide to the breakup. So we've been talking about all the good stuff, bad stuff. Now we're going to talk about how to deal with um, breaking up with someone that you're in. Um, they basically, the couple... I'm not mistaken, guys. Correct me if I'm wrong. They were an anxious, avoidant couple, right? Marsha and Greg? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So basically, Marsha and Greg, to give you guys a little backstory, if you haven't listened to the chapter or read it yet, Marsha is anxious. Greg is an avoidant. And to sum it up, in my words, my opinion, he basically treats her like shit. She sits back and justifies it. And... She finds a way to justify all the things he does because she loves him, basically. Kind of reminded me of when I was speaking about my relationship with last week's episode. So while she was, while they were reading that, I was like, hmm, sounds familiar. So um, we're going to start off, Jay, with your clip this week. Let us hear that and we'll take it from there. In fact, in a study of married and cohabiting couples, Canadian scientists Audrey Brassard and Yvonne Lussier, along with Philip Shaver, found that avoidant men and women had sex less with their partners than did people with other attachment styles. Intriguingly, they also found that avoidant men and women were more likely to engage in less sex if their partner had an anxious attachment style. Researchers believe that in relationships like Marsha and Craig's, there is less lovemaking because the anxious partner wants a great deal of physical closeness, and this in turn causes the avoidant partner to withdraw further. What better way to avoid intimacy than by reducing sex to a bare minimum? It's crazy because while I was listening, I had picked that clip, and I was like, no. There was like so many good clips this episode, yeah. I kept having to erase them and go back. <laughs> yeah, they were. Uh, but yeah, so I, I think that that's that's wild. That's crazy that the the dynamic is that way. But like as I was listening to it, I started to kind of realize that because as I'm listening to their relationship, I understand he's saying that there's the avoidant and that there's the anxious in the scenario. But I don't know if you can attribute that all to just him having an avoidant style. I don't think this guy was attracted to this woman. And I don't think this guy really wanted anything serious with that woman. But as he said to her at one point, you're what's here for now. Yes. That's that's cold blooded. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, she was just what he could grab at the moment. He needed someone to fulfill his needs, whatever needs were those. And she was that person that was willing to tolerate all his bullshit and, you know, fill in those gaps that he needed. But, yeah, I don't think there was any signs where it showed that he genuinely cared about her. Other than, you know, he liked to cuddle, but he kind of that was a a one off for the fact that I don't really want to sleep with you. So I'll I'll cuddle you, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and and so also 
And I don't usually disagree with much that this guy says, but I, this one, I had some, some things, some areas that I did disagree with. If a woman is overly affectionate, or if a person is overly affectionate, even a secure person or attachment style can kind of start acting in an avoidant manner because there is a such thing as too much <laughs> you know and so even a secure person would definitely could if you dote on them too much if you're always touchy-feely and in their face and trying to kiss it gets overbearing and then the person will probably start being a little more distant because it's like yeah if I sleep with you then I gotta go through this so I'm just gonna avoid it all together yeah, I agree. Kind of like that girl that wanted to go with you to the store yeah. after you was in the house with her all weekend. <laughs> right. Um, he did say something during that clip. I mean, either before or after the clip where he said that avoidant people don't really cheat just because they don't give you... They don't do the do. Obviously, I'm speaking this way because the kids are around. I, just because they don't do the do with you doesn't mean that they're cheating that's just their way of keeping that space from you right Would you guys agree with that statement or i do i do he, he did say that they're more likely to cheat also he did can't have it both ways he said it both ways i feel like he was hedging his bets so what he was saying he was saying that it doesn't necessarily mean that they're cheating he said but however studies show that avoidant people are more likely to cheat than say a secure person or a than any other the way he said it than any other attachment style is, is how he phrased it okay so if they're more likely to cheat um i don't know i would think that they would how the i don't know because if they're avoidant they try not to have a close attachment with people so i understand that but if you're cheating obviously cheating either emotionally or physically either way it's some sort of closeness to someone else so that it doesn't make sense to me yeah i get it but i think it would fall more into in my mind it would fall more into a physical thing and it's one of those things where it's like i'm attracted to you so yes i want to have sex but that's it like after i have sex with you i'm going back to my cave or to my person or whatever but i'm really not they're not really trying to get close to anyone Especially mm-hmm. this other person, I would think, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, because I, I know he also mentioned that when they do do the do, when they do do the do, um, they don't like kissing. They limit a lot of physical closeness. Right. Like, things, when I went through my avoidant phase, it's crazy, I, was, I wouldn't kiss. And I yeah. think I mentioned that before. Guys would try to kiss me and I'm over here turning my face. Like, I'm not kissing you because to me that was more emotional mm. than it might sound crazy, but then actually. It doesn't sound crazy. But also, like, I'm telling you, I think a lot of people have been diagnosed as being avoidant or probably viewed as being avoidant when they just didn't like the person. I'm not saying that was your case, but maybe in your mm-hmm. in your instance with somebody else, it was like, I really don't like you, dude. I just want to do this right here. You know what I'm saying? And go on. Yeah. And that's how I was. Because I know that there were some women that I would not kiss. Like, they would try to kiss me and I would be like, mm-mm. Like, and it was because <laughs> I didn't like them like that. I liked them just enough to do the do, as you put it. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, the guys that I was dealing with, I liked them. But my fear was that if I did kiss them, I would like them more than I wanted to. So I wouldn't kiss them. That was me protecting myself. So I just didn't do it at all. All right, so I'm going to play my clip. When our partners join our inner circle, we become close to them in a way that we can be only with our closest relatives, our spouse and kids, and as children, with our parents and siblings. Unfortunately, life in the inner circle for an anxious, avoidant couple is not a bed of roses. Once Marsha crossed that line with Craig, she got too close for comfort and became the enemy. The more Marsha tried to get close, the more he tried to push her away. This is often what life can be like in the inner circle if you have an anxious attachment style and you are with someone avoidant. Okay, Styles, I have a question for you. I need you to stop watching the game. <laughs> During your avoidant phase, did you treat people this way? Nah, I, I was... No. No. I wasn't. No? Nah. I think it was... Did you? For me, it was just... Coming more distant than anything, but not being mean with because I can't even coexist in a partnership like that if I'm being mean. You know what I mean? So it's okay. not, it just doesn't yeah. doesn't work out for me. I think with this, um, it doesn't only happen with people that are avoidant. There's just some people that are like that, right? Um, the last relationship I was in, I don't think I was avoidant in that relationship. I was more of an anxious person. And I did treat him this way sometimes. So, in my opinion, I think it could go for anyone. Sometimes you're frustrated because of what you're going through in the relationship and or in life in general, and you tend to take it out on those people that are closest to you. So I think it could go both ways. Now, Jane, in your professional opinion, why do you think people do this? To those in their inner circle Because They can <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you Because they can Because uh, In some instances They may not be happy As you said And they may not um, Have very much control Over things You know In their life Or in the outside world And so You know They, they take it all out On their loved ones I agree with that 100% Yeah I agree we only do to people what they allow us to do. Absolutely. So in the last relationship I was in, I've done some fucked up shit. And I'm not going to front. The book has made me realize a lot of fucked up shit that I've done. Um, and of course, therapy as well. And the last relationship I was in, I did treat him fucked up because he was a person that, you know, he wasn't one of those street guys that was loud. And like he was a very calm person. And when I would go over the top, he would just be like, all right, Barbie, all right, you got it, whatever you say. And I would just keep going and going and going because I knew he wouldn't give me no pushback. He would allow it. So it's fucked up, people. Don't do it. So now your, you, your earlier advice actually makes sense where he was like, you got to know your partner because he could actually, his partner could actually be you. Whereby it's yeah. not even going to get through. And then it's just a cascade of shit that just makes no fucking sense whatsoever. Yeah. Damn. I hope that's yeah. not the case, homie. I, I I I pray for you. I hope that's not the case because you went for you went for something. Yeah. And another mm-hmm. thing too is with with was it Marsha and Greg? 
Yeah. Yeah. I think the situation was he somewhat resented her because she wasn't someone else. Yes. The phantom ex. He would constantly um, compare her Absolutely. to his ex. And that happens a lot. Yeah, I did that too. I did a lot of dumb shit. Damn, I'm sorry. If you're listening. Hmm? I'm sorry. No, I've been no that was sorry. it. That was it. Shit. Send him the link. What? Stop. <laughs> Send the link to him. <laughs> All right. So for those of you who are confused and you don't know if you are going through this, um, the whole inner circle enemy thing, I'm going to give you a few signs. So one sign is that you're ashamed to let your friends and family know how your partner really treats you. Another sign is that you're surprised when people tell you how sweet or nice or considerate your partner is. The next one is your partner often consults with other people rather than consulting important things with you. And it's more important for your partner to make a good impression on strangers over you. So those are some signs that can tell you that you're going through the whole inner circle bullshit that you do not deserve to go through then now on the flip side if you're dealing with someone secure this is what the inner circle will look like for you the inner circle for dating someone that is secure is your well-being becomes second to none your partner trusts in you and confides in you first your opinions matter the most you feel admired and protected and your need for closeness is rewarded with even more closeness. So basically, someone secure is not going to play you and diss you. They're going to validate you and all your feelings. So that will be you dating a, a Styles or a Jay instead of dating a Bart. Well, the old Barbie, an avoidant. What? The old Barbie was a savage. Yeah, I was. Out here I'm glad I'm not that no more. Huh? I'm 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 glad I'm not that person no more. And I'm glad I'm finally realizing my faults <laughs> in relationships that didn't work. All Yo, right, I got a clip. question for you. What? Both of y'all. Like totally off the subject, but not off the subject. But the old you, because we all have evolved. What would have been the theme song for you back in the day for the old you? It could be current music you can use current music you don't have to use music of the day you know um you guys probably don't know the song um i don't even remember who sings it i'll have to look it up um but i used to play it all the time i know it goes i'm a bitch i'm a lover i'm a child i'm a mother i'm a sinner i'm a saint I do not feel ashamed. I'm your hell. I'm your dream. I'm nothing in between. Nah, you not know you wouldn't want dance. it any other way. <laughs> so, right. yeah, that would have been my theme song. I get around. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And yours? One more chance, my big. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Guys, I apologize for my horrible singing, especially if you're listening. In your car And <laughs> the volume is up My singing skills suck ass I do apologize But I'm sure I made you laugh there Alright 
Next clip. Admitting there's a problem. Many people who live in an avoidant, anxious trap have a hard time admitting to themselves and others that they are in a bad predicament. They'll admit that they're not completely satisfied with their relationship, then we'll qualify it by saying, but who is? All couples fight. All couples get upset. How are we different from them? They talk themselves into believing that their partner's behavior is not so bad. Others, like Marsha, are aware of their dire situation, but can't take the necessary steps to bail out. They might make an attempt, but get overwhelmed by the pain associated with leaving. Then they experience the rebound effect. Okay, so the last episode, we ended it where I played a clip um, where they discussed that some people tend to, in my opinion, I had said settle for what they have and take the good and realize that this person is this way. They love them, so they'll deal with whatever it is. So after listening to this chapter, I think that the point that I was trying to make last week is valid. These people, no offense, listen, I'm not here to judge nobody, but these people, you people, us people, I've been that person. I don't think it's a healthy way to live. Um, And these people are the anxious people. So in my opinion, when you're... And when you have an anxious attachment style, you tend to settle for shit that you wouldn't settle for once you've reached that secure stage in your life. So if you're in a relationship right now and you're settling for these things, I think there's a problem within and it should be fixed. What are your thoughts on it? I think you stay put if you're happy. It doesn't but are work. you really happy? It, no, don't do that. They're no, happy. I need them to ask themselves oh, that right, question. Right. Are you, you really I happy? It was a thought, you know. Are you really happy? Do you want to live your life being anxious all the damn time? Well, this is the thing. I don't think that the book was trying to convert anxious people. I think it was just trying to get them to identify what they have in order to like their their piece of the puzzle happens to at the time be called anxious. <laughs> so they had to go find an accompanying piece that would actually match well with that. Um, because every time that we start to go down that rabbit hole, it just sounds like we're judging them. Like, yeah, I don't think that that's the thing. However, this chapter did give abusive relationship. I'm just saying. Emotional abuse. Emotional, yeah. Definitely. So I, I actually believe that it. The, the scope of the book or the purpose of the book was to help us identify our attachment styles and how to improve those um, those characteristics, like how to be less anxious, less avoidant, and even more I secure. Agree. Mm-hmm. I think that was the, the goal and the scope of the book. Um, but you know, that's that's a that's a journey. Yeah, it definitely is, and it's a journey that. You have to understand it's not going to happen from one day to another. Honestly, I don't, me being someone that was extremely anxious, I don't think there's anyone who is in that stage in their life that is okay with it. There's a part of them that wants to be better and not have to be the way that they're living, you know? So 
like Jay said, I think the whole purpose of the book, the whole purpose of the season was to help people identify their style and become a better them. Whether you want to become a better, if you good with being anxious, you want to stay that way, cool. But look at it and try to figure out ways to master it in a way where you're happy, where you're not constantly living, going crazy, basically. If you're an avoidant, master, you know, your faults in a way where you're more happy. And if you're secure, I'm sure there's still things about you that you can master and get better at as well. So the whole point of it is to improve. And to my anxious people out there, you deserve better. Don't settle. Okay. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I don't even have any argument left in me right now. Good. I wasted on on the uh, advice earlier. All right, I'm going to go to my last clip. You just made me remember something. Deactivating is a necessary process that must occur in order to get someone out of your attachment system. Starting this process while still with your partner, however, doesn't guarantee that you won't experience the rebound effect. Once your attachment system is reactivated as a result of separation, all bets are off. Talk to me, guys. What advice can you give someone who's trying to detach from this abusive relationship, as you said, Styles? This emotionally abusive relationship. What advice would you give them? Advice here is tricky. Um, because, again, I'm not speaking from an anxious person's perspective. I'm speaking from a, a secure person's perspective. You know, no, but so, let's say it's your friend. Let's say it's me. Huh? It's Barbie. Barbie's going through this relationship. And I'm calling you and I'm telling you, like, listen, I got to leave him. It's been... 10 years we done got married oh guys by the way a little more to the backstory Marsha and Greg were married they got divorced she used to threaten him all the time like if you don't change if you don't do this I'm gonna divorce you and he would be like alright I'm gonna change one time he got tired he was like next time you say it I'm gonna let you do it she said it again he let her do it so here I am and I told him I want to divorce and he was like okay let's do it we got divorced, and I'm coming to you like, oh, I don't even know why I said that. I still love him. Yeah, I want to well, be with him. I'm going to try to present some scenarios where life is actually good, you know, and, and that's going to basically have a taste test of life. So I'm going to show you some examples of, you know, <clears throat> lack of a better example, but the Huxtables versus the shit that you in right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> it could be this. If you do that, or you can continue down the road of that, you know, and just ask you some real tough questions. Like, how does it feel waking up every day to that? You know, and if you're waking up saying it that I wish it were this as opposed to what it actually is, then, of course, it's time for a change. And if it's time for a change, don't fight it. Go with it. I agree. Jay? Yeah. You got to put some distance between you and the situation. (laughs) I'm just being honest. Yo, that's Jay's favorite shit. (laughs) It is. It really is. You got to put some distance between you and the situation. Because here's the thing. A lot of times, we'll use women since a woman was the example used right in this little piece right here. If a woman or you, Bart, specifically, were with a guy like that, and you got away from it for like a few days, even though you miss them, you know, you crave them, you desire them, you love them, there's that part of you 
generally speaking, there's going to be that little part of you that's relieved, right? Just like, okay, I don't have to walk my eggshells. I don't have to worry about this. I don't have to worry about that. Yes, I miss him, but, right? And so you got to weigh the pros and the cons, and you got to see which situation gives you peace and go with that. Because nine times out of ten, if you really do an inventory and, and, and check, like, your like how you feel on the inside the thought of going back to that situation creates anxiety <laughs> you know yeah right mm-hmm. yeah so you know and you just have to trust that you have to trust your instincts and you have to trust your gut and know that listen if it if it's gonna bring me anxiety if it's gonna disrupt my peace then yes i have to be strong i have to find a way to get out and that means cutting all contact and communication, shutting down social media and all of that. Because anytime you see him, anytime you talk to him or text him, like that's why people block people so much. Yeah. And even mutual friends. So let's say we have mutual friends. What would you advise? Would you advise me to still be in contact with these friends, knowing that they can bring them up? bring you know him up or if we go to an event he could possibly be there should i cut off ties with these friends or you know just let these friends know listen such and such and i are no longer together i would appreciate that moving forward whenever you're around me don't bring him up don't bring him around which will you advise drug drug addicts are told to stay away from certain people places and things because these things are triggers these things are things that make them relapse right so people places and things (laughs) i would avoid all of them and the thing with the friends the mutual friends it doesn't have to be a forever thing but at least for a season while you get your footing and get yourself reestablished with life without this person you know yeah i agree all right so i'm gonna mention some of the things mentioned in the book which are some of the things you guys mentioned already so some uh the tools with surviving the break it break up is ask yourself what is life like for you in the inner circle something sort of like what style said if you can't decide to break up ask yourself whether you are treated like royalty or like the enemy if you're the enemy it's time to go number two build a support system start to open up to your family and friends about what your relationship is really about and start discussing things with them that way they can know how to help you and they'll know exactly what it is you went through and when you come to them they won't shut you out because a lot of times you make it seem like your relationship is perfect and then you come to them like oh we break up and they're here like oh why would you break up with him or her she was so nice so don't have them thinking that it was great be honest with them tell them the truth number three find a comforting and supportive place to stay for the first couple of nights If you guys were living together and you're the one that has to move out and hopefully you do have close friends and family, someone you can stay with, that's going to help you not want to crawl back. If you have that, use those people, not use them like that. It sounds fucked up, but you know, (laughs) use the tools around you that you have. The next one, get your attachment needs met in other ways. I think that's one of the main reasons why we tend to go back because our attachment needs just start acting crazy and we think that person is the only person that can fulfill those. So we go back because of that. Treat yourself to a massage, go out, 
to the movies, dinner with your friends, whatever it is, whatever it takes to fulfill those needs, fulfill them yourself. Number five, don't be ashamed if you slip up and go back. It's hard. I think we've all been there. We all tend to slip up and go back at least once or twice. Don't be hard on yourself. You're not the only person that does it. But as time goes by, just keep reminding yourself every time you go back, it ends up the same way. So you just prolonging the process of healing. Style's favorite word, healing. Healing and hope. Number six, if you're having a hard time, don't feel guilty. Remember the pain is real. A lot of times people do things to ignore and numb the pain. I think we spoke about that last week when we said that we start dating other people, sleeping with other people to kind of numb it. And I think that's something else that we do that prolongs the, the healing process as well. Feel your feelings and go through it. Listen, it's easier said than done because I just started feeling feelings from past relationships and I don't like it. So do your best to do it. Number seven, when you get flooded with positive memories, ask a close friend to give your reality check. Call that friend that's like Styles. That'll snap you back into reality and tell you exactly what it is. Number eight, deactivate. Write down all the reasons why you wanted to leave. And every time you get the urge to go back, sit back and stop thinking about the positives and think about all the bad moments and how that person made you feel. Number nine, know that no matter how much pain you're going through, it'll all pass. Most people recover very well from a broken heart and eventually move on to a greener future. The grass is always green on the other side. It's not the end of the world. It's the end of, you know, something that you had hope, high hopes for. But what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, and everything happens for a reason. Am yeah. I right or am I right? You're absolutely right. And honestly, most of the time, like, you're in love with the thought of or the possibility of what could be. Mm-hmm. It's a ghost egg damn way. <laughs> There's a lot of times we fall in love with potential. We see the potential in people that they don't even see in themselves. So we sit there and we dwell on things and invest a whole bunch of years in people that don't even want to be that person for you and people pay attention to the red flags early early on he did mention that in this chapter as well that Marsha had all the red flags within the first couple of weeks and she did everything in her power to ignore it again another thing that made me think of my situation so you know pay attention Here's the quote of the day. So closing words, you guys have any advice? I think we packed up this episode with as much advice as we could. Any little thing you want to add? I honestly didn't even add anything extra for today. So I think my closing words will be pay attention. Life goes on. You live and you learn. You'll be fine. Perfect. All right, guys, let them know. Styles is watching football. It's Thursday. We're recording on a Thursday, guys. That's why you didn't hear too much of him. 
So guys, let them know where they can find you. Styles is going to press the button so you can hear the pre-recorded shit. So I decided to pre-record this at Bob's request <laughs> because it would actually be easier. However, this is like take 10. Anywho, you can catch me at Brunch Owl Podcast with my good sis, Bless Jess. You can also catch us over on Live Happy Hour. You can also catch me on Friday Night Lives with my good sis, Bob, whenever we sit down and tighten up. Shut up. Jay. <laughs> All right. Um, you can find me on Instagram at the Cognac Room Podcast. Find me on Twitter at the Cognac Room. You can find me on Facebook at the Cognac Room Podcast. We're streaming on all your streaming platforms: Apple, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, and of course, Grind City. You can watch us over there at the uh, yeah the Cognac Room and YouTube at the Cognac Room Podcast. Yes, yes, yes. If you missed last week's episode. We gave Jay a special congrats. He's a producer over at Grind City TV. So if you're not following him, make sure you do. And Styles, I know you wanted to say something about Fridays. I know. We're going to get it together, I promise, one of these days. That sounds encouraging. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in another week. Stay safe and stay blessed. Please subscribe, rate, and follow Barbie on IG. And let underscore me underscore touch underscore you. Facebook at Let Me Touch You Podcast. Twitter at Let Me Touch You 3. And on YouTube at Let Me Touch You Podcast. Want to be featured on Let's Connect? Simply call 929-359-3229 and leave Barbie a message. Your message will be on an upcoming episode. Thank you for the continued support. See you next week. Stay safe and stay blessed.